Hi, I'm Coach Landry, and the topic is, are you self-destructive? Many men and women don't consider themselves to be self-destructive people, yet most men and women engage in self-destructive behaviors to various degrees. So some of the ways people get destructive are obvious, while others are more hidden. I'm going to review uh, some obvious self-destructive behaviors first, uh, because these are behaviors that we all accept are bad for us. And we'll then highlight uh, some of the hidden ways men and women get self-destructive in everyday life. Okay. You know, the first one I, I want to cover is uh, abusing substances. Okay. So if you're abusing substances, it's pretty obvious, right? The range of substances men and women abuse is wide, including alcohol, nicotine, illicit street drugs, you know, physical prescribed medications, um, you know, and just painkillers, et cetera. In recent years, I mean, physicians obviously have caught on and they put on notice to curb their provision of medications used to treat ADHD, you know. So these are widely abused, often as club drugs or even get-through-the-day drugs by young adults. And abusing substances such as these are, are clear manifestations of self-destructive behavior. So, you know, the individual who abuses them, you know, tells him or herself that they must do it to change their mood. False. Learn from it. Not true. Uh, overeating is another one. You know, a quick look at the number of diet trends provides an immediate confirmation that obesity and a tendency to overeat is one of the most common manifestations of self-destructiveness among men and women. Like substances, food creates and changes in the body um, that also change your mood, okay? So eating, you know, becomes kind of a way to numb uncomfortable feelings. Overeating is often done in front of the TV, electronic devices, whatever, you know, which means that an individual tends to eat you know, in a non-thinking transit-like state, okay? So people who read often tell themselves that they will start their diet tomorrow or next week, allowing themselves a little a little while longer to indulge, right? So it's that's a self-destructive behavior. You're basically procrastinating change. So those who overeat are typically aware of the fact that they feel worse about themselves after eating too much, but the changes in the body and the food produced are often too powerful to resist. You know, go watch my my segment on um, the truth to losing weight that nobody's told you. And basically, it comes down to you. Not your diet, not what pill you're using, not some secret thing you're going to see at 2 o'clock in the morning right before you go to bed that keeps you up just long enough to watch it and order it for $19.99 plus free shipping. But if you order now, you get two of them. That kind of stuff. Don't be a dope. Don't fall into it. Overeating is a self-destructive behavior. And so is leaning on quick fixes. It just it, quick fixes are no better than overeating. Another one's being unfaithful. You know, one of the most common forms of self-destructive behavior is romantic infidelity. Perhaps a man cheats because he believes he won't get caught. Perhaps a woman cheats without an hour. Uh, you know, caring if her partner finds out or not. Regardless of the motivation for infidelity, being romantically unfaithful is self-destructive because it often means you're seeking outside attention to fill a hole that's inside the relationship. So it's self-destructive, right? So even among those who aren't caught, they develop an identity um, of someone who lies, uh, while those who are caught often end up losing their original relationship. So that's self-destructing as well. Texting while driving. This one might seem kind of a weird one for a lot of people, right? As a frequent television commentator on psychological issues, you know, and, and you know, kind of person, and obviously doing psychological segments on here, you know, a lot of people just just don't realize that texting and driving has morbid effects. It just, just has more effects than people are ever going to know. And, 
you know, obviously we've read all about the people dying and, and stuff like that, but texting and driving is one of the most self-destructive behaviors a person can engage in. The man or woman who texts and drives tends to be impulsive and cannot delay gratification by waiting until they're supposed to text or communicate online with others. They can't wait. It's an impulsive behavior. It shows a lack of control. It's self-destructive. Shut it down. So what about less obvious things, right? What about hidden ways people get self-destructive that you just don't really pay attention to because they just seem like something everybody would do uh, if you're alone or by yourself or whatnot? So many of the ways people get self-destructive are not obvious um, problematic as, say, abusing drugs or texting while driving or things like that. They're not like just straight-up behaviors. So I'm gonna I want you to take a look at some of the examples I'm going to talk about. And then ask yourself if you're currently engaging in any of these self-destructive behaviors or if you have engaged in any of them in the past. Quitting exercising. So unless you're one of those rare types who makes fitness a top priority, which probably less than 5 to 10% of people in the United States do it, sustaining a regular workout routine can be challenging. I work with many clients who, who will regularly exercise for months and then slip into a low motivation period where they stop working out for another four months. And then all of a sudden they'll kick back into it. Quitting exercising is self-destructive, meaning that it's bad for you physically and mentally to discontinue it. I find that people who go on and on, um, on and off of an exercise routine usually go off it because they push themselves too hard during that phase. And I said this in one of my other segments, the, the human mind is not meant for cold turkey movements. You're not meant to quit smoking tomorrow. You're not, that's why when you fall out of love or you break up, it hurts so bad. The mind is not ready for something just to be gone or different right away. We're conditioned for slowly easing into things. Diets and exercising are no different. Don't start working out tomorrow and fill your fridge with all healthy food. You'll last about three weeks, and then you end up actually gaining more weight than you did when you started. Take your time. Ease into it. You know, and and tell yourself one line that I say in one of my segments. Go back and watch my uh, The One Thing Nobody's Told You About Losing Weight. And the one thing it says in there to pay attention to is what are you willing to do for the rest of your life because that's what you should start doing today you know if you can't do seven days a week you can't do seven days a week don't start it now because you know you're not going to keep up with it you're wasting your own time and you're setting yourself up for failure okay another one is getting into arguments with people who have power or authority or, or authority over you Okay? Getting into arguments with people who have power or authority over you. If you find yourself in a period where you're fighting more with anyone, partner, friend, or random strangers, it's a sign that you're feeling more stressed and angry than usual, and you feel the, the overwhelming need to stand up for yourself. So if you find yourself getting into arguments more frequently with people in positions of power over you, the best example of boss, you're getting self-destructive. Whether you like it or not, people who have authority over you can make your life a lot harder if you defy them and argue with them. So fighting with them is utterly self-destructive endeavor, and it's usually a slow one. So pay attention to that. Another one is significant procrastination that impacts your work or personal life. There's a difference between garden variety procrastination and the kind of significant procrastination that significantly impacts your life. Okay, person A may complain about and put off submitting, say, an application for a loan. But person B gets the paperwork and never turns it in at all. Person B represents significant procrastination that is self-destructive, impacting his or her own finances in a major way. People who are severe procrastinators engage in avoidant, you know, coping and too much avoidance ultimately because it just it becomes self-destructive. Okay? And then the final one I think that's probably the most important. 
but betraying the trust of someone in a close environment. Now, this is if you're in a healthy relationship, whether it be friend, family, work, love, whatever it is. If you're an unhealthy one, then it doesn't matter if you betray because it's likely a combination of back and forth, and then you just need to get out of that unhealthy relationship. But one of the less obvious ways that men and women engage in self-destructive behaviors relates to boundaries that should be maintained in relationships and maintaining confidences and keeping secrets in particular. When someone in your life, whether immediate or extended family, social circle, at work, shares a secret or personal information and expects you to keep it confidential, breaking that trust and sharing that information with others can be self-destructive if your actions come to light. So in such cases, your betrayal often gets back to the original person and the relationship you had with that person suffers. So if a friend, you know, lets you know that they're going to get a divorce yet they haven't got one yet, and then you tell another, somebody else and they get around to the person who doesn't know that that person's leaving them, that, that's a major trust barrier break. And breaking trust in relationships, whether work or personal, is self-destructive because the betrayal usually ends up causing you stress and harming your pre-existing relationships. So what's the takeaway? When you see someone smoking or engaging in another obvious self-destructive behavior, don't judge them. Have empathy for them because they cannot cope better than they are at that specific moment. At the same time, ask yourself. Just ask yourself a couple of different things, right? Which ways can be self-destructive without it being obvious to the naked eye? And in my work with clients, I found that everyone gets self-destructive to varying degrees. It's natural. Hopefully, becoming more aware of your own self-destructiveness is what helps you make better decisions in the future. So, you know, think about these things, process them. I encourage everybody, listen to my videos two to five times and just keep running yourself through them. So this this type of information just absorbs and, and you just ultimately you can think about it like it's at the back of your back of your head at all times. Okay, so you, you want to kind of have it almost in a file ready to open immediately upon a decision coming up. So if, if you'd like to book a personal session, contact me via the email below. And if you found this information helpful, show your appreciation by clicking the PayPal donation link below. And I will talk to you soon.